Veterans Treatment Court is a specialized court program in Johnson County. It offers a second chance to veterans in trouble with the law. On this edition of Joko on the Go, we're going to talk to three participants in the program. Whether you live in or just love Johnson County, Kansas, Joko on the Go has everything Johnson County. Here's what's happening and what's coming up in the community you call home. Thanks for joining us for Joko on the Go in 2023. I am your host, Gerald Hay from the county's Public Information Office. Today, we're talking about a need for more mentors to participate in Johnson County's Veterans Treatment Court, a program that started seven years ago. The court, which was the first of its kind in Kansas, provides eligible veterans in the criminal justice system to receive supervised treatment, counseling, and supportive services instead of going to jail. There are many participants in this program helping these veterans. Volunteer mentors who are veterans also serve important roles in this program. Joining us today are Adam Baker, Veterans Treatment Court Coordinator, Mike Rails, Rawls, I'm sorry, Veteran Mentor Coordinator, and Corey Schramm, is that way? Okay. A recent graduate of the program. Thank you for participating in this podcast. Let's begin with Adam. Veterans Treatment Court is pretty ex extensive. What partners from what agencies participate in this program? Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Gerald. And, and, and first off, just thank you um, for your service as well. Um, um, not only to, to, to our nation, but then um, to our community as well. So thank you, Gerald. Um, yes, uh, Veterans Treatment Court is a collaborative process. Um, so many, many partners, many agencies, um, and those those range, obviously, we're, we're, we're a court first. So um, so we're housed within the, the, um, the district court um, courthouse uh, here in Johnson County. So the court court admin team, uh, Judge McCarthy, Judge Judge Kelly Ryan, um, but then our partners we have um, from the DA's office, um, uh, public defender's office, sheriff's office, uh, court service does all, all of our supervision, um, and then uh, treatment partners. We have the mainly most of our folks come from um, the VA have have uh, uh, treatment needs with the VA. Um, and then, but we also partner with Johnson County Mental Health that um, that uh, help augment um, some of our vets that may not be eligible for health benefits through the VA. Okay, Adam. The program also relies on veterans to help veterans. How important is veteran mentors in veterans treatment court? Yeah, yeah, and 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 the reason I I I didn't mention mentors is is because of this question. Um, uh, mentors is is what makes um, when you talk about you know what what is a treatment court um, and how they're set up. One of the main unique functions of a veteran treatment court is their utilization of mentors. Um, the mentor component is so integral. You see it in other recovery programs where you have peer support specialists. You have um, that that ability to connect with a person on a different level um, than, than um, practitioners or clinicians. 
um, and to walk with them in a in a in a way that um, uh, allows them to be vulnerable, to be authentic, um, outside of the purview of you know the the communication with the court um, is is really um, important, um, and it's an important. Uh, part of our treatment court, specifically here in Johnson County, we have a group of, um, of veteran mentors. And, and what that means is it's they're vetted as volunteers of the court, um, but they're, they're, they're vets themselves. They've, they've, they've um, you know, they've raised their right hand and, and then they've gone through, um, they've walked the walk, talked the talk, and they can help um, our justice-involved veterans um, um, just start to, to piecemeal. And, and usually that's just one foot in front of the other. Um, so they are there from uh, when they enter the court um, all the way to, to when they graduate. Um, it's a it's a really um, special process that we actually don't even, uh, other than a graduation um, and, and, and different, different, you know, very small touch points that we get to see um, how those relationships um, impact the veterans, how, how, they, um, how they utilize um, that relationship to springboard um, other community-based, you know, things that they want to get involved with or pro-social activities. Um, it's a really unique um, thing that we, we simply just offer, um, you know, freely. And it's, and it's really the relationship between the mentor and the mentee that, that that is the you know that Judge McCarthy always calls the secret sauce. So um, that's it's it's to answer your question, it's vitally important, Gerald. And finally, you talk about the graduation at the end of the program. How meaningful is this for both the veteran and the mentor? Yeah, yeah. I think of uh, you know I, I think of uh, uh, an author. Um, and, a, and a clinician uh, by the name of uh, Dr. Ed Tick, and uh, and and he really talks about the 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 welcoming home, the welcoming back uh, to society of, of our veterans, um, and and I mean I'm I'm not the first one to tell you about um, you know veterans that 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 go off and 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 do what they need to do. Um, and, and the issues that it, that transitioning from that service is, regardless of um, combat related or, or or whatever, just that separation and then that return is is a really um, tough point. Um, now you add on uh, those transition, you, you add on criminal charges, you you add on um, mental health, um, severe persistent mental health diagnosis, you you add in substance use disorder. Um, those are the types. The things that um, that that really make it difficult for a for a service member um, or prior service member mm -hmm. to uh, accurately uh, be able to navigate those waters of what does me being okay look like? What does me being back in society look like? And so, graduation is really a culmination of all the work that that our justice-involved veterans are doing. Um, to to um, not only address the the criminal justice need that is obviously there, um, but but really the work that they're doing so that so that our only hope is that is that while they're in our our program, it's a voluntary program that they're doing the work to better themselves. So that, so so we don't want to see them back in in the capacity that we have, we originally saw them. 
the graduation is that culmination of return of um, acceptance. Um, oftentimes, the 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 graduate the 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 veteran going through the court uh, really has a hard time um, identifying themselves as um, you know you you see yourself as a as a service member. You have high esteem. Now you see yourself as a criminal or a offender or whatever other labels you know people people put on um, on people who are justice involved. Um, so the graduation is is a way for them to both um, both be accepted back into it, but authentically tell their story, authentically tell the process that they took. Um, many times there's a, there's also a restoration in those graduation ceremonies where they're not only feeling like they're welcoming themselves back, but they're also making a public declaration of the changes that, that they made. You know, as a community, we really want, we want everybody in the criminal justice system to have that level of um, restoration. Um, those graduations are emotional. Um, they're impactful. Um, they're not only impactful for, for the people that watch it, but the, uh, the team um, and then it's and then and then I would say it's really impactful for the mentor to be able to be to know that they're the ones that walked through, that they walked this person step and foot for and and there's a lot of struggles you know it's not sunshine and rainbows but there's a lot of struggles and those those mentors really get to see um, they really get to see the change firsthand it's 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 pretty remarkable. Speaking of graduations, Corey. I believe you graduated in August, correct? Yep. And you're an Army veteran, correct? Yes, sir. If you don't mind, can you share your story with us? Uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, I was I'm a nine. I served nine years in the Army, deployed three times to Iraq. Uh, upon getting out, I didn't really have any kind of, you know, like drive or vision of where I wanted to go. I was jumping job to job really didn't try to face any of my, you know, mental health issues with PTSD, anxiety, and I was self-medicating a lot. Um, there was a period of like three years where I was on and off probation. Like right as I got off, like four months, I was right back on it. And then um, this third time was how I ended up at, uh, with Veterans Treatment Court, uh, spent Father's Day 2020 in jail. And then, um, they asked me, they kept asking me if I was a veteran. I could, didn't understand why, but they did. And that's how I think they picked up on it, that they were going to send me to the veterans treatment. Well, I had to apply and all that. But um, yeah, I went through that. It was a two-year process. It was amazing. Um, now I'm going to school to be an addiction counselor. Um, I'm also currently, I just started a part-time job as a peer support specialist on the re-entry re team at Johnson County Mental Health. So um, I'm just trying to get back to the community and eventually just, you know, help those that are like, like me struggle with uh, mental illness and uh, substance abuse. Tell us about your mentor. Was there any commonalities in your military service? Was he an army guy or what? Uh, and was it an instant connection with him? Was it a good match? First of all, my my uh, mentor is Ed, and he is a legend, if, if no one's aware, uh, but that's what I call him anyways. And he's an Air Force vet, um, completely two different branches. 
Uh, I would say we did get along pretty right off the bat. Um, we communicated through text there for a while. It was just through like FaceTime and stuff like that. And I mean, he was always there for me if I ever needed anything, if I had like a problem um, that I needed sorted out, he was just that, he was that extra voice for me uh, to tell me, you know, like he could see it from a different angle and kind of calm me down about it and stuff like that. And he uh, just along the way, he, he was just, he motivated me uh, when I was down, he brought me up and, you know, he just made sure that, um, you know, like, I think I, I did, I got a couple sanctions and his number one saying was jungle rules. It's, it's jungle rules. So, you know, you just learn from it and then come back even stronger. So yeah, he was very, very vital to my success through the treatment court. How important was it for you to have a mentor? Uh, I, you know, at first you don't really understand. I didn't understand what a mentor was. I thought it was another guy in the program until they explained it more to me. But then, you know, it was very important just because he, he knew the ins and outs of the program because one, he had already had like, I think one or two veterans he had worked with and he would kind of, you know, tell me what was coming up and what level, if what to expect in phase two and three and stuff like that. And he did like, it was just important. I don't think it would be as, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it'd be a lot more challenging if Ed wasn't there along the way. I know that. Cause then you'd have to communicate everything through like, my probation officer and they're dealing with a bunch of people and stuff like that. So having Ed was, you know, very, very, yeah, it was essential, I believe. And finally, uh, we would like to uh, bring up Mike. He's a army veteran with 23 years of military service. And I believe Mike, you've been uh, mentors for eight veterans, I believe. How did your involvement how did you get involved in Veterans Treatment Court? Well, Gerald, first, thank you so much for having me. Um, this is a super important topic for me <clears throat> as the mentor coordinator, obviously. And, and that might be a little confusing with Adam, who's the VTC coordinator. He's kind of my boss, but not. <laughs> you know, I've always said it's the guy you need to know to keep you out of trouble. That's the first one you want to meet. And that's Adam in my case. And with Corey, having gone through this and those kind words, Corey, I really appreciate that. I'll pass them on to Ed next time I see him. <laughs> but uh, to answer your question, uh, geez, that goes back. Um, let's see, I, I got started around the end of 2016. It was not at the beginning of, of uh, uh, the earliest days of uh, Johnson County's Veteran Treatment Court, but it was in the first year, I think, in Atticon and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I, I, I'm not even sure now how I met John, but John Grams was the original mentor coordinator. He and I got together and we sat down and over coffee kind of hashed out what this was about. And I got some questions answered, but what I really wanted to do was attend a court session and see what that was all about and see some of the vets that were involved um, and just see which way uh, things went from there. I did that. Went to a live court session. Like I said, that was around the end of 2016, I think. And seeing the process and, and action, that was all I needed. That that absolutely slam dunked and convinced me I needed to jump in, get off my butt, and help out with this. 
I was retired. I had the time. That's what I needed. And that's what I, I did. And since then, I've mentored, like you say, seven or eight vets. I'm not even sure exactly anymore. Uh, widespread of ranks and ages. Um, I can tell you it's been the most rewarding activity that that I've ever undertaken since since I retired from the Army uh, many years ago. Mike, I like your hat, too. Oh, thank you. How have your years in military helped you in guiding veterans in Veterans Treatment Court and other mentors? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, years. Um, shoot, I started in Vietnam in 69. I, I retired from the Gulf War, the first Gulf War in 1991. And throughout that spread of time, I was lucky enough to occupy every single enlisted leadership position uh, in the engineers and infantry that I could. Uh, and in doing so, I had a mentor myself, and that was a fairly young buck sergeant in Vietnam who, who kind of took me under his wing. He said, look, Rawls, uh, I'm going to tell you how to, how, to, how to do this business. And you know what he told me was, um, as, as a sergeant or an enlisted soldier in a leadership position, your most important job is always going to be taking care of soldiers. You, you might see some conflicts once in a while about complete the mission versus take care of your soldiers, soldiers, but there's no conflict. You take care of your soldiers and they're going to get the mission done. And I stuck with that. And I think that's why I had a successful and, 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 and really fun career in some aspects, not every aspect, of course, but in some cases. Uh, my military experiences in general uh, provided me, and this goes for, I think, anybody that's in the military, uh, provided me with a framework that may not be identical from all branches, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, et cetera, uh, but it certainly is familiar enough that you can step next to another veteran, regardless of their branch, and start talking similarities almost immediately. You just, you can have a, a familiar feeling almost immediately without knowing their name even their rank or what branch they were in. Uh, and as a result of that camaraderie, through my mentoring of the Veterans Treatment Court uh, participants, that helped establish quickly, and quickly is a, a good aspect here, uh, the, the route to a good bond of trust between me as the mentor and for example, Corey as a participant. And it's important to get that bond of trust out there and, and working as quick as possible. So Mike, what are the qualifications of a mentor? Yeah, great question. Uh, well, the first qualification is get interested and, and knock on somebody's doors or, or discover that it's out here. And I hope this podcast will do that. And hello to everybody in the future that, that watches this, by the way. Uh, once we do get a prospective member in the fold, so to speak, we uh, start off with a process that involves an application, a background check, an interview with me, attending court and shadowing another mentor. And uh, that then progresses on to the point where I'm satisfied. I take my recommendations to the court staff and to date, no one's uh, had a problem with that. And then we have a new mentor. 
they're assigned a veteran, maybe not immediately. It just depends on what's available and, and how the matching process goes. And uh, I, I think I might be jumping around on you a little bit, but but while I'm here, let me talk about that matching process, if that's okay. How, how do we match up mentors? Um, we get a new, new mentor approved and I try as much as possible to match some of the criteria, the branch of service, Army to Army, Navy to Navy, et cetera. But just like Corey said, that's not always possible. Uh, I try to match to some extent the rank, the, the enlisted versus officer. I mean, there's, there's things that play in there and the age group maybe, maybe that's a, a deal. We also have female uh, participants as veterans not exactly at this moment in time, but we have, and I have female mentor. Uh, is that a big deal? Uh, would I uh, stop someone from coming into the program because I, I couldn't match them up for that? Absolutely not. We try for a perfect match, but it's very rare in practice. I want a fairly good match, as good as we can come up with. And then we just go from that starting point. And I tell you, it's never failed. Uh, through my my predecessor's tenure and his predecessor's tenure. Getting two people together, uh, really the, the matching is a phase, but it's not critical. So are mentors trained or is it, you know, are, is it on-the-job training? OJT, definitely a big part of it. Growing as you go, uh, having someone to kind of reach out to, and that's part of my job having resources to, uh, again, plug in things like, uh, how about some online training? You know, you got some time in the evening, go through some of these courses. And I've had quite a few mentors do that. So that training is uh, on the job. Uh, we present what we can. And hopefully, again, we're going to get back to some face-to-face, uh, -face, maybe weekend courses with the VA. So I'm just kind of curious, what can a mentor do and what can they not do? Or the guidelines involved? Yeah, there definitely are. And that goes to what I call orientation versus training, but you could lump those together. When I'm interviewing a, uh, a mentor or in their earliest days when they're shadowing other mentors to go, uh, at court, uh, we definitely discuss these. So here quickly are some of my bullet points on those. A mentor should emphasize key words that we preach more or less when they're working with their mentee, with their participant. And those are empower them, encourage them, and engage them, and do so so that they are feeling very in control of the situation. I think that's really important for a mentor to help steer up a participant like Corey. Uh, if they get off track a little bit, they're a little upset, something came down the road that ended up uh, a, a bump in the road for them. If that mentor can do anything right then, it's good to get them back up, dust them off. Don't show them a way out of this. Don't show them the solution. I don't want mentors to provide solutions to people. I want them to guide people to find their own solutions. Uh, mentors are not disciplinarians. We're not supervisors. We're not shouting out, give me 50 push-ups and, you know, in a harsh, loud voice. That's not us. We're in the background. We're the guide, we're the cheerleader, we're the person that is not directly associated with court staff, 
were not directly involved in the in the legal system. We're there because they're a vet and we're a vet and we want to help. Mike or Adam, uh, how can a veteran apply to become a mentor and learn more about Veterans Treatment Court? Ah, I have show and tell. <laughs> so if you live, you're watching this in Johnson County and you do not subscribe to, you ought to. Uh, this is the best times. Gerald knows all about it. He's got an article in here with me. In fact, that's why I'm showing this. I'm, I think I'm right there. So if you can get a hold of this, fine and good. If you don't subscribe, get yourself subscription to it. It's great. There is an article in here all about mentors. And if you need other contacts on how to do this, how about this? So there are some contacts. The very bottom one there is kind of a long URL. That's actually the magazine that I just held up. And there's some others that list Adam's contact information. And I'll hold this up for just another second. I'm sure if you're doing a podcast, you can just freeze it and get it. But that's our great way to get you in here and get you hooked. Thanks, Mike and Adam, and all that you do in helping veterans in Veterans Treatment Court. And more importantly, to become future graduates. Like by Corey. Congratulations, Corey, for being a grad. And I can finally say mission accomplished. And finally, from one one Marine veteran to two Army veterans. Thank you, Mike and Corey, for your military service. Anyone can learn more about Veterans Treatment Court and mentors at courts jokogov.org and going to the about the court information. Thanks everyone for joining us today. You just heard Joko on the go. Join us next time for more everything Johnson County. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at jokogov. For more on this podcast, visit jokogov.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.